we're talking a bit more about the introduction Shmonesre. We spoke about the fact that the Koyach Shmonesre was not just the fact that the person's davening, but rather the words used and and how it was developed, crafted by Nevim. I understood the importance, understood the the significance of every word that they used. In Shmonesre, we don't have to understand all that in order to be able to appreciate Shmonesre, but if we understand that what are saying is powerful, obviously it makes our Twitter more effective. Just one more point of introduction before we actually get to the text, the Nusach of the Shmonesre. And that is the idea of davening we've spoken about in the Vadi many times. When we address the Ashkafa question of why we need to daven. Why we need to daven if we're on the one hand, our Kodesh Baruch Hu knows, what he, what, knows everything already. And number two, Hashem knows better than us what's good for us and not good for us. And uh, why is he going to, his mind going to be changed just because you ask him? That's the background to the, always the, fun, the fundamental question of what Tefillah is about. So, the side of the answer is that we're not changing Hashem's mind because Hashem's Baruch has already decided what's the right thing to do and he's going to do it. What we can change by Tefillah is the factors which led Hashem to make that decision. And therefore to say simply, if a person was at a certain stage, place, and when Hashem weighed up Let's say this, this particular individual is a various his mitzvahs, and based on the equation right now, what does this person deserve, or what would be the best thing for them? So then that's what Hashem decides, and uh, that's MS, and that's also what's right, what's best for the person. The ability to daven is the ability we have not to change Hashem's decision, but to change the factors which led to it. And therefore, if we say Hashem, I realized that you punished me because you wanted me to wake up and realize what I was doing wrong. Well, now I have woken up, and I do realize it. So perhaps that's no longer the right thing to do to me. Or, Hashem, you punish me because I didn't have enough schosim. Well, now I'm davening, and I'm giving tzedakah, and other people are davening for me, and we're adding schosim, so now maybe it's going to shift the balance of what's deserved. And all those things work, because, and this is the chesed of Hashem, that whereas in this world, if a person is passing the case, so it's very hard to reopen the case. It's decided, and it's over. And then that's a decision. That decision stays. Whereas when it comes to Hashem's decisions, Hashem is always willing to reopen the case and and and, wait and discuss and decide again. And the point of Tefillah is what we're asking Hashem to do. And then the point of Tefillah is, Hakadosh Baruch we're asking you to re reopen this case, weigh us up again. Maybe this time we'll deserve more. And why that's important is because uh, sometimes people have the attitude of, you know, I needed something and I davened and it didn't help. So why, why, why should I daven again? In other words, if Hashem said no, so then why am I bothering him again and again? He already said no. And the reason people ask like that is because that's what works for people. A person makes a decision, and once they make a decision, it's hard. people don't like to uh, start the whole discussion again or think about it a second time, and then stick to whatever, whatever their previous decision was. I already, you know, a kid asked you something, so I already said no, so don't ask me again, it's not going to help. Well, Hashem it doesn't work like that because Hashem is not a decision of no and don't waste my time uh, to ask again Baruch Hu is a decision of we'll consider it and if the answer is going to be no yet no then the way I say it is Hashem said not yet in other words I, I heard what you wanted I, just, I, I, I evaluated whether I should give it to you or not and the answer is not yet and if you're going to try harder and you're going to do more mitzvahs and you're going to come back a second time 
Okay, so now that's not, a, it's not wrong to ask again because maybe this time the answer will be yes. In other words, uh, even when Hashem doesn't answer the Tfilas the way we want, we must take it that not Hashem saying no, and I'll tell you if Dabere Ayyubu Dabere there was only one time Hashem did that. And he said, don't ask me anymore. The answer is no, and it's not going to change. That was a way Shabbat when he came to Israel. That was a Chiddush. Hashem said, no, and don't ask more. Every other time when you ask for something, even if Hashem is going to say no, the answer is not right now, but you can ask again, and if things change, then the, the din will change too. So the tefillah is itself a mitzvah. And the money that a person has, Hashem is a mitzvah. It also helps. How do I say that every tefillah is used for something? I got no for this. Okay, it needs explanation how that concept works. That is said, but it needs explanation. But uh, and the first point is, it helps me. It helps me. And if I was, let's say, I wanted something, and I'm missing, just to give a random, 100 schusim to get it, so I dive in again, and it gives me another 20 schusim, whatever it's going to be, so I said, okay, not yet, but you're getting closer. A few more times, you'll get there. And if we knew what the cheshman was, the answer would be yes. And that's why you see that sometimes the, the, the chazal say, the person is misspelled of Aina and he should have in again. Because it's a question of when. And uh, enough tvedas, enough things which will change the, the balance in Shemaim, um, is going to make the difference. Had Moshe kept dominating, would it have been it? Would it have been out So we'll talk about Moshe and why Moshe was told not to carry on, what was unique about that. But normally that's not the case. Normally, when Hashem decides not to give a person but something. It wouldn't be unique because he wouldn't. It's a regular system. I'm just saying, don't keep doubling because I don't want you to be allowed in. No, what, what would have happened had Moshe kept doubling is not so simple. We have to discuss that also. But uh, the first point is, normally that's not the case. Now, those things which we said last time, those things which aren't, uh, aren't an option to daven for. So the Gemara calls it a Tfilah Shavu. It's a waste of time. There's some things which is not going to help to daven for because it's something which is not in the cheshman of weighing up as a person deserve it or not. And if that's the case... There's no point to daven because it's not going to happen. It's a tefillah shah, which means it's a tefillah for nothing. So now let's talk a little bit about the ruchnius of you know, the spiritual difference between these two stages. Why do we call something which is a question on Hashem's scale and uh, if we daven, Hashem is willing to reconsider and, and if we do enough mitzvahs, then it's going to tip the scales the other way, as opposed to those things which there's nothing to talk about. And don't waste your time because it's not a tefillah, it's a tefillah shav. It's a wasted tefillah. What are the two categories? And we're talking now on the spiritual level of which, so to speak, which element or which way of Hashem dealing with us is each one referred to. So there's one, uh, there's one way we relate to Hashem as a king. As the, and the, the job of the king is to be the judge or the dying. And when Hashem is the judge, that means... So everything gets judged, everything gets decided based on what a person does. A judge is never preemptive. A judge is after people do things, then we judge it. And there's an element of Hashem works in the capacity of the judge, which means a person acts, and based on that, Hashem decides what to do with it, both for good and for bad. A, person, a judge can decide a person deserves to be rewarded, a judge can decide a person deserves to be punished. But the point of the judge is it's following what the person does. Once a person's done something, now he gets judged on what he's done, and based on that, there's going to be reward or punishment. And like we said, Hashem is a judge who's always willing to rejudge. And therefore, even if he decided based on what this person does, they need to be punished, well, if factors change, then Hashem can evaluate again. And based on the way you are now, you don't deserve to be punished anymore. Now you deserve to be rewarded. 
That's the middle of the call Hashem acting as the Dayan. And the name of Hashem we use when we talk about Hashem as the Dayan is the name Adon. In the word Adon, just when we're saying Hashem's name properly, that's what I'm talking about. But even even in Hashem's name, so is the is the letters Aleph Dalet Nun Yud is really Aleph Dayan. Hashem the Dayan. So that's the middle of Hashem being the judge. And therefore, is above. So like the supreme judge. So so if that's the case, so then when we're talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as the judge, so we're talking to that middle of Hashem, who, which we, and that's where Tefillah works. Tefillah goes to that middle because that's the middle which we'll be asking for as Hashem, please judge us again. Okay, that's one point. Now there's another there's another part to to how Hashem runs the world, and that comes from a di- different middle, not from the middle of Hashem being the judge. But rather, in the middle of Hashem being the creator. Hashem also acts as a creator. Now, when it comes to how Hashem decides to create, there's also a cheshbon, it's not random. Hashem decides to create a person, and each person, Hashem decides for that person uniquely, individually, how He wants that person created. As opposed to, and this is what we call the difference between the, the way Hashem creates people, as opposed to how He creates trees or animals or birds or anything else in the Bria, and that is when it comes to creating other things, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs a species in the world and it's not a question of what has to be different about each one. There need, there need to be uh, chickens in the world so Hashem makes sure they don't have chickens. Is there a cheshman about exactly what skills and what kachas and what uh, abilities to give each chicken? Not necessarily. They're there to fulfill the job of a chicken. And Hashem needs a certain amount of chickens. That's how many chickens He makes created. Uh, any other trees, fish, whatever else is going to be. When it comes to a person, there's never a creation of people because we need to populate the world, so we need a certain amount of people. When it comes to people, so then each human being is a unique creation, which is Hashem decides what's particularly going to, this person is going to be, what's, what life is going, what the factors in his life are going to be, what kind of neshama he's going to have, uh, what his challenges are going to be. It's an individualized process for each person. And that's the kayak of Hashem as a boire, as a creator. Now, as opposed to the judge who acts after a person's done, done something to judge him, a creator works in advance. This is before something's been created, and then there's a decision which Hashem takes in what way is this person going to be created. Things which have to do with the original creation, which how Hashem chose to create the person, for whatever reason Hashem had for that, and whatever He wanted that Neshama to do, or whatever reason that this, that's Hashem, this person needs to exist in order to do a certain job, or in order to fulfill a certain role, Things which fall into the category of Hashem as the creator, there's nothing to daven for. That's a waste of time. Because nothing you do is going to change the reason Hashem created you. And therefore, I can't ask this Hashem, please judge me again. It's not a question of judgment. It's a question of creation. Hashem created a person to be a certain way, and that's the way it's going to stay. You can't change that. And just like if a person who's a woman would daven to be a man, or a person who's a man would daven to be a woman, or a person who was born into one family would have to be born into a different family. Or a person who was born with certain physical characteristics would have to change them. We understand ourselves, you're wasting your time. That's not something you can change. Because that was how Hashem decided to create you. And therefore, I can change what I did and why Hashem judged me. I can't change the way Hashem wanted me to be. Hashem chose me to do a certain job in this world. Hashem created me with the abilities or with the disabilities, whatever it's going to be, to do that job. And that's my mission. I can't change that. 
And this is a very this is a, a very clear Gemara. Without understanding this, the Gemara seems to make no sense. It's a Gemara in Tainis, and the Gemara is talking about Rabbi Lazav and Padas, one of the Amaraim of Eretz Yisrael. It was ex- even though he was extremely great in Torah, he was at the same time extremely, extremely poor. So much so that the Gemara says one time he fainted from hunger. He's going to eat, he fainted from hunger. And in that unconscious state, he asked Hashem, obviously in some kind of Ruch HaKadosh way, and he was unconscious, he said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, am I going to suffer like this my whole life? And Hashem said yes. And he asked Hashem, is there anything I can do about it? And Hashem said, Maybe if I recreate the world. But short of that, there's nothing to do about it. Why? So Hashem was saying to him, your pun- your, the fact that you're suffering poverty isn't a punishment. If it was a punishment, then you can change that. And maybe there'll be things you did wrong, or maybe there are things you have to be improved on, and then we can reevaluate, and you don't have to stay in this position. But if it was decided, Merosh, that Hashem is creating you to be poor. And if that's the case, your job in life is to serve Hashem through poverty. That's not something which can change. It's not something which can change because that was a, a question of creation. It wasn't a question of din. And that's what we call a tefillah shav. And what's the outside yet? So if Hashem recreates the world, then maybe He'll recreate you differently too. But short of that, what comes from the original creation is that what Hashem wants that person to be. To change that is, is, is so to speak, is ruining the point Hashem created him to do. So we don't always know, now question, obviously, how do you know the difference? How do you know what's in the category of creation? And how do you know something in the category of din? So this is really a share in its own right, which we give when we talk about Ashkar Hashem runs his world. It's one of the principles we talk about. What, what factors are uh, factors which are pre-de- predetermined and unchangeable, and what factors are based on what a person does and are changeable. Just to give you a bit more background, this concept of what's decided from creation, as opposed to what's decided based on the person's actions, the result calls mazel. Mazel is often translated as good luck, and it's not. The Rizal says the word mazel is from the word in Hebrew, yizal mayim midolim, which means something shall flow. Which means whatever is decided is going to come to the person without nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. It's what Hashem decided for you before you did anything. That's what we call the mazel. That's what we call Hashem is determined in advance. As opposed to what Hashem does to the person in response to what he does. That's completely up to him. And because based on what you do, that's Hashem's responding. Now, how do we tell the difference? So there are a few ways. But the obvious way that we'll talk about today is, is it something that's always been the case or is it something which changed? Because if this is the, the mazel, then it's probably always going to be there. Just like I said, the way Hashem created a person originally, He always was that way. And, uh, and then, then we can understand that's what Hashem expected Him to be. Whereas something which changes, a person who's born there with a disability, then we understand that was the mazel. That was Hashem decided He was going to be created. There's not much you can do to change that. A person's born with a birth defect, a person's born with a certain hereditary condition. That's what Hashem created him. That's what Hashem wanted him to be. There isn't much to done for, because Hashem is not going to change the way he creates something. But a person who gets sick, or a person who gets injured, that might not have been his mazel. That was something which changes. And now he's like that. That's something which could, that's something we can delve in for, because that we can understand in the terms of, this was a decision Hashem took, to, to, to punish, to do this to someone, and it could be that could be reversed, that could be changed if the person deserves it. Hereditary yeah. Sorry. So, hereditary illness, like we said, there's not much a person can do to change because that's obviously how should expect that person to be. If a person that was born with Down syndrome, learn to love him for. 
That's why Hashem wanted. That's why Hashem created the person. That was the creation. Is why Hashem wanted Neshama to be that way? That's we can talk about Hashem's chashbonus from Neshamas. But uh, is it something which is changeable? Not because it's not the dying. It's not Hashem acting as a judge. It's Hashem acting as the creator. Isn't there an idea that a Jew can be about Stop it somewhere. That's talking about the Gemara says. That's talking about Klai Yisrael collectively. There's a middle ground though. Klai Yisrael collectively. Klai Yisrael Yisrael together don't have a muzzle. That some nations, the whole nations under a certain muzzle, Klai Yisrael collectively don't have a muzzle. An individual could. There's a middle ground between, let's say, someone's born with Down syndrome and someone breaks their legs, obviously the two extremes. But if someone is born with a hereditary condition that may come up and may not, where does that fall? Let's say their parents had some kind of cancer and they couldn't, it, couldn't, it can or cannot come up in their life. Then it's a question of a dying. Then he wasn't created to have it. He was created with a... He was created okay. with a, a, a so he can't change the possibility. He has that weakness and he can't change it, but does it have to get to the next stage and develop? No, that's a question of Hashem decides later. Can you dive in to deal with the thing? Incurable, I that I want to deal with being poor in a better way. Help me deal with that, or you can't even say that. No, that's a different story. How a person reacts to a situation is a, is a separate you discussion. You can dive in for how it's course. going to affect you. Yes, and you're going to take it away. In any realm, meaning the poorness could not affect my food, maybe. No, uh, the, how much, well, I shouldn't want him to be poor, you'll be poor. But now the question is, is what I. I can't, he can't get free food every day from people, from people. How much does Hashem want him to be put? Meaning, meaning he so there could get. there could technically be something like that. Because even within the muzzle, there is room. How how much how much is going to affect the person? Person can Hashem can decide a person is going to be born sick, but how much are they going to suffer? That's something which is not determined. If a child born with a heart condition that is that's intractable. If it's treatable, then what it means is that there's still something open to change. Oh, so, so it has Not really, because you could have survived, but also, but you could have gotten money. It's just, if Hashem decides something, it's not going to change, even if there is a derechatev to do it. The question is how we have to look at it. If we have to look at this, it's something which could be changeable, then we can do it. Because we don't know what Hashem's cheshpin is. So, so uh, nowadays, if someone's poor, he should die. Of course, always. We always, always die for Varnasa because we aren't aware of Hashem's cheshbon. We aren't aware. But if it, if it's stuck of a case that Hashem decided your tafkin and is to be poor, then it's not going to help. It's not going to help. And that's why we have tzaddikim, we have great people who were poor. Not because they deserved it, but that was the tafkin Hashem wanted for them. How do we know when we should kind of give up in an area like this? Okay, so we're going to still get there. And the first point is, how do you know when to start? So we have something we see as, a cre- as the way some created a person, so we know there's no point asking. It doesn't help. Something which we see is changeable or came later in life, and therefore it wasn't always this way, so we assume that's from the gather of a din, for whatever reason, and then we can ask. Now, at what stage do we give up? It's a different question we'll still talk about, like how much to try, because as we said at the beginning of this year, when Hashem says no, He's saying not yet. And therefore asking more, can help because everything adds and the matter eventually tips the scale. If you think about it, Avraham Avinu, he davened for a child for 85 years. He didn't give up. He didn't give up, even though there was a good reason for him to think that this was his mazel. If, if physically it was impossible for him and Sarah to have children, so he could have accepted this is my mazel and it's not shaykh. And Avraham didn't do that, you have to explain why. But uh, it took 85 years of davening and he was answered. Okay, so that's, uh, that's the first point. That's why. We just wanted to give an introduction to Shimon Esrei. The way we introduce Shimon Esrei is with the Apostle Hashem Sfasai Tiftach. 
the way that the Pasuk is written, Hashem is written, not yet Kevavka, like you know, Rat Shem Hashem, but written with Aleph Tadat Nun Yod. Why? Because when Hashem, we're talking to the Dain. When we're coming to Hashem, we're talking to, talk, we're coming to Hashem to talk to Him in the capacity of the judge, of the one that decides, and the one who's listening to what we have to say and will decide again. And that's how we start with that name of Hashem. Because Hashem, we're coming to talk to you for those things that you judged us on, and those things that dabbling is going to help, because then you're willing to hear what we say and judge again. And then, remember, that's, that's the Mahalach with Kira works. Things which, like we said before, which don't fit into HaKadosh Baruch who's acting as the Dayan, so then it's not, it's not a question of Tfilah. Now, that could be because it's already part of the way Hashem created the world that we spoke about. There are other options too. There are other options too of other, other ways Hashem runs His world, which Tfilah isn't the, which Tfilah isn't going to help for necessarily because uh, it's not a question of Hashem acting as a Dayan. It's Hashem acting in different capacities, which we'll still talk about. There are other options too. And then again, the, the Tfilah isn't going to be the factor which changes something. So the concept of Tfilah, the concept of what we do when we dive is we addressing Hashem as the Shemei Tfilah, as the one who listens to Tfilah, and then as a judge, you'll now weigh up based on what we've asked for, do we deserve it or not? Weigh up based on what we, where we're holding, is there enough of a reason to change a judgment? That's the framework of what we dive for. And that's our introduction. Hashem is Fasait Iftach. That's uh, allow me to speak, but approaching you as the Dayan, as the one who's able to, to as, who's listening to the Tfilah, and based on that, we'll reevaluate. Um, Rabbi, I just want to understand the Aleph Dayan, uh, like how, how we're doing that wordplay. It just seems a little, I don't know, we just threw a yud in there, like why should I believe that that's the proper way to read into the word Adon? Is it your Aleph anyway? Aleph Dalad Nun Yud is Hashem's name. It's the same letters as the word Dayan. Dalad Yud Nun and Aleph means was always the one above. Is that like, is that Hamara? Is that. It's Kabbalah. The Kayach Adin. So Hashem is the one who runs the Kayach Adin. That's when you use the name Adon. Because the Kayach Adin doesn't just mean punishment, like I said before. The Kayach Adin means the den of judgments. And Hashem, the judge, is the one who's on top of the, the, the judgments. That's how we refer to it. Yeah, one more point today. So we say, Hashem, open up my mouth, open up my lips. We spoke about this before once. Why is that? Why do we have to ask Hashem to open our mouths? We can ask Him to listen to what we say, but really we should say it on our own. Why do we have to ask Him to be the one to open our mouth? So here we see another Chiddush, which is really a Mishnah in Brachos. And that is, a person can, if he's on the level, obviously, can gauge from when he's davening if, he's being, if, Hashem, if Hashem is accepting his tefillah or not. The Gemara says in Brach, the end of the fifth parak, that the Ash of Chanina bin Dais was the Tzadik Kadar, and uh, everyone used to bring names to him to daven for their chaylin. Nothing's changed in the world. And uh, after davening, Chanina bin Dais used to say, he'll live and he'll die. And they asked him, how do you know? You don't know. How do you know who's going to live and who's going to die? So Chanina bin Dais said, it's very simple. When I daven for somebody, and you dash it, that my tefillah is fluent in my mouth, so I know that the tefillah has been accepted. And if that's the case, Hashem will respond positively, the person will live. And if I see that my tefillah is not shkura bafi, I'm not able to formulate the proper tefillah, if that's the case, now Hashem isn't interested in the tefillah, and if that's the case, Hashem has been rejected. Now, it might not be the level of a Navi, it's still a very great level for a person to be able to see from how 
through this tefillah is how much is able to daven, how Hashem is responding to it or not. But even if you aren't on that level, to be able to ascertain the difference, it's for sure true. Which means, and this is a chiddush, which means when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, is encouraging us to daven. He's encouraging us to daven, it's because the tefillah is going to help. The tefillah is going to help, and we made a daven. Daven will help you. And how does Hashem encourage a person to daven? He makes the davening easy for a person. A person feels he's able to express himself better, to focus better, to concentrate better. When it's harder for a person to daven, and I'm not talking about the person who's too distracted or is thinking about other things, that's why he's not focusing on the words. But for a person who's trying to daven, he feels he's, it's, it's harder for him. That's Kilo, he's getting the feeling that even if Hashem's listening to me, because Hashem always listens, but it's, it's not necessarily that this is a tefillah which is going to change something. In other words, I already get the sense, even when I'm davening, that, it's, that, this, that the goal is still very far. This isn't the tefillah which is going to, which is going to cause the change. Again, we're, not, we're talking about a person who's on the level to appreciate that. The level of a person who is focusing on the davening and a person who, uh, who, who can normally connect to a tefillah and feel that, that the tefillah is accepted. And uh, that's a sign that the Hashim wants to make up the tefillah as opposed to when a person feels that he's not being answered, then it's a sign that, so to speak, that the answer to the tefillah is not. You're not, you're not going to get what you want. Now, this sounds to us like a big chiddush, because you don't know how to daven properly. But uh, you don't have to go to Chinnah Bindai, so there's a chivah Rebbe Kivega, which you just said something in passing, but you see what he's talking about. He wrote a, some, a rabbi in another town, wrote to me, and at the end he wrote, and can you please also daven for my relative so-and-so who's sick. So the chivah Rebbe Kivega, he first answers the shayla, and right at the end, and Agav, what you asked me to daven for the Chayla is sick, I davened and it wasn't miscabal, so obviously he gave me the wrong name. <laughs> Which means Rebbe Kivega could feel when he davened that is, is this tefillah going somewhere? And he understood it's not, maybe I got the wrong name, I'm not davening for the right person. So you don't have to go to Rechina Bendais, you can go to somebody much more recent. I heard from my Rabbi, Ravol, who's a friend of Racha, he said the same thing. He said a person that's had a daven properly will never have focus on your mother. Because you can hear, you can, you can feel Hashem's listening to him. You can feel Hashem's listening and Hashem's he's either going to give him the feeling that you're going to get what you want or you're not going to get what you want. It's all names and he doesn't... Yes. They're the same level. That's what you ask. Hashem is fast like Tiftach. Which means, I'm asking you to... And I want to daven. Open my mouth. Give me the ability to daven that shows me that you're accepting the twin. It shows me that you're accepting the twin. That's our introduction to twin. Yeah. Did Rabbi, did Rabbi ever feel this? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bama's want to open something on, on a level we can get to. If you told him, he's trying to kill you. I'm not asking, I'm asking if it's a level we can get to, or it's a Pam Kanyevsky. Yeah, Bama's the basic to get to. Yeah, Bama's also uh, on, on a okay. very level. He held it was trying to get to. He's, he wasn't saying for himself, he said for the people he was talking to. He was trying to get to. Uh, in terms of, I mean, when I read Davening, sometimes, sometimes the words come easy to me, and sometimes I just trip over my words a little bit. Like, should I, should I get OCD about that? Like, should I be worried? You know, uh, what's... It's not that if I, if I feel that I'm being mixed up, so I should stop. But, if, but sometimes the person feels that, that, again, we said beforehand, even if the answer is not yet, I'm going to try again. But it means right now I, 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 I didn't get the, the answer I wanted. But it's not that if I make a mistake in the words. It's philosophy doesn't mean I didn't pronounce it wrong. Shkurus philosophy means I felt that it was, it, was, it was something I was able to say. I felt connected to it. I felt it was uh, something which was connecting what I was saying to what I was feeling. It was a tefillah which sometimes the person feels afterwards. I tried my best and I felt that the tefillah worked. And sometimes the person feels, I said the words, but it didn't, it didn't connect. I didn't, I didn't, 
feel that Kilo that the tefillah was something which really, which really was part of it, and that means that person feels that it's not. It's not. It's, it's, in some way, it's being rejected. You could hear it the other way, though. I mean, if, if what you're doing is you're filling up a, a cup, then you know it could be that tefillah that you did that wasn't the scabble is actually the thing that like tipped it over the edge because but it, it was still the adds to something. It always adds, but is this the one which is going to tip it? And then you, that's the time it's going to feel that. Yes. Why? Because at the point, let's explain one point. That Hashem doesn't take time. It's not going like to finish presenting our arguments, and now it's just like, I'll, reti- I'll, I'll retire to my chambers and think about it. I'll tell you in a few hours. But Hashem doesn't take time. As you're talking, He's listening. And if He's decided this is the time it's going to work, then you feel, you get the answer. It could be incredibly disheartening if I feel that I'm going to spin an S-ray. Is every bracha different? Like, of course. Is of course. Of course. Of course. We ask lots of things. And each one is a separate question. So Hashem's is a bit of a funny request. We're asking Hashem to open up our lips. Which means really you're hoping that this is, this is the tefillah which, which is going to be Meaning, if it's in the scalp or not, we have no control over that. It's either the two that tips it over or it's not. Yes, but if we're asking something, we, we're hoping this will be the one which will, be, which will make it a difference. So you're saying we're either way around, you're going to die. But we're hoping this will be the tefillah where we get what we're asking for. Is it different, different to hear what's in my Yeah, something else. Okay. So, 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 so,